Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1. It's time for the driver ratings for the Monaco Grand Prix. We're going to go through every driver and give them a rating between 0 and 10. Before we do that, though, make sure you subscribe because those, those are the rules, I'm afraid. We're going to go in reverse chrono chronological order of the Constructors' Championship of last year, uh, which means we start with Williams and Logan Sargent, who qualified in 16th, finished the race in 18th. So he was the lowest of the guys who actually finished the race. Um, pretty uneventful one for Logan. He has spent it most of the time at the back. The only time I really see, I remember seeing him on the screen was at the start where uh, Hulkenberg did that dive bomb into him before the hairpin. I've given him a 4 out of 10, just because it seemed like a very uneventful uh, weekend for Logan. I mean, when you look towards the start of the season, the first couple of races I was singing his praises quite strongly, saying that he was the best rookie on the field, and since then he hasn't really shown anything fantastic, but I think there's still that in him, and I think when we're a track that really suits that Williams, whatever that may be, he should hopefully be able to show it. Uh, talking about his teammate though, Alexander Albon, he qualified 13th, finished the race in 14th. I've given him a 5. I just don't think that Williams was very good around here. He did the best he could, but at the end of the day, he did go backwards and he did finish 14th. So, yeah, 5 out of 10 for Albon. Nick DeVries, though, I've given him quite a high score, which may be a shock to some people, but he qualified 12th, finished 12th. This is his highest finishing position of the year. I mean, excluding that uh, Williams run he had in Monza last year, where the uh, Williams really suited uh, the Monza track. This is his best finishing result of his career, so I decided to give him the best uh, score of his career, uh, which is an 8. So 8 out of 10 for Nick DeVries, despite only finishing 12, but 12 is very good, I feel, for that Alpha Tauri. Uh, a lot better than what his teammate did, because Yuki Tsunoda, he qualified 9th, he finished the race in 15th place. Yuki was looking pretty good for the majority of the race, just kind of staying there or thereabouts. Then as soon as the rain came, I don't know if he didn't have the confidence on the brakes, or there was a brake issue or what, but he just went back and back and back, and people were making it look like he was like easy AI on the F1 game, the way they were passing him around Monaco. I've given him a 4. I think it's a weekend to forget for Yuki Tsunoda. Moving across to the Hasses, Nico Hulkenberg started in 18th, finished the race in 17th, so he did make up some positions despite getting two penalties, a penalty for uh, the dive bomb he did on Sargent, which I personally don't believe was a penalty. Then he received a second penalty for not serving his first penalty. Um, I've given him a 6 out of 10, yes, because I think he did pretty well despite everything. And, you know, Haas were just all over the place this weekend. They pulled him in for full wets near the end. It didn't really work. Uh, speaking about uh, full wets not really working, let's talk about his teammate, Kevin Magnussen. He qualified 17th and he didn't finish the race. Um, he Apparently he made the decision to stay on dries at the end because just in case there was a safety car or a red flag, they thought they could gain something there. They then pulled him in for full wets, which they couldn't get to work properly. He went off at turn one. So a bad end to the race. But before the rain came, Kevin Magnussen was my driver of the day. And this may seem like deja vu because this is what I said in Miami as well. But Kevin Magnussen was fantastic this weekend. Absolutely fantastic up until the rain. Because he was kind of leading this train of people in much faster cars than he was. He had the likes of Sergio Perez in the Red Bull, Lance Stroll in the Aston. 
But, you know, I know it's hard to overtake around Monaco, but Magnussen made it even harder. Much like he did in Miami when he was defending from Leclerc, he did again here. Fantastic driving from Kevin Magnussen. Really, really good stuff. Then, then the rain came. I've given him an 8 out of 10, which might be high because of how it ended, but I feel everything he did before the last 10, 20 laps deserves a 10 out of 10. Then, you know, everything after that doesn't. So... I think evening out, it's an 8. We move across to Aston now, and Lance Stroll qualified in 14th and didn't finish the race. Now, he qualified in 14th because he had floor damage. Apparently, he ran over some debris from a McLaren, and that gave him floor damage, so he couldn't get the car to work properly, qualified 14th. A bad qualifying result, not 100% his fault. The race, though, he didn't finish the race and didn't really do anything in the race. As I said, he was bullied by Magnussen for the majority of the race. I think he hit him at one point as well. Um, yeah, I. and then at the end, when the rain came, Lance Stroll is supposed to be very good in the rain. That's what we've been told. That's what we've seen before. He just didn't show up here. Um, I was tempted to give him a zero, but I gave him a one because his qualifying wasn't fully his fault. So one out of ten for Lance Stroll. Fernando Alonso qualified second, finished the race in second. His best result of the year, the joint best result for Aston Martin F1 team ever. Uh, fantastic qualifying result. He just kind of ran his own race at one point. He was kind of there, thereabouts. He was kind of waiting, seeing what was going to happen. Then the rain came, and apparently it was his decision to go pit from, from the hard to the mediums, then pit again for the inters. I mean, it was a 10 out of 10 race until then. The fact that it was his choice to do that, I think has to remove points. So I've given him a 9 out of 10 overall. It would have been a 10 out of 10 if it was not for the mistake for the pit stop call. Uh, Zhou Guan Yu qualified 19th, finished the race in 13th. I mean, it's the typical Alfa Romeo thing, really, of really not being shown on screen all weekend, but you've actually made up a load of positions. I've given him an 8 out of 10, because, I mean, 19th to 13th is very good around Monaco. It would be nice if we actually saw any of it. And his teammate, too, qualified 15th, finished the race in 11th, and I've given that a 7, just because he didn't make up as many positions as Joe did. But, you know, just outside the points, doing really well, managing everything well, never seen on screen. But you know who was seen on screen? It was the McLarens. Let's go to them now, because Oscar Piastri qualified 11th, finished the race in 10th, and Lando Norris qualified 10th, finished the race in 9th. I've given them both 8 out of 10. They managed everything really well, drove defensively, drove attackingly, in the wet. The McLaren was the fastest car on the track. Who saw that one coming? But yeah, really good stuff from the McLarens. Apparently they've got upgrades coming at Silverstone. I mean, they had upgrades coming at Baku. They did bugger all, but maybe these ones will work. Let's wait and see. 8 out of 10 for both the McLaren boys. Across to Alpine, though, and they had an even better weekend. Uh... Pierre Gasly qualified 7th uh, and finished the race in 7th. I've given him an 8 out of 10. I think he's doing really well in the Alpine at the minute. Really putting on quite the show. I mean, if you look at the list of guys that he beat this weekend. So where's Pierre Gasly? He beat George Russell. Uh, he beat uh, Sergio Perez. He beat... Well, that was the... Oh, that's qualifying. That's not only... Yeah, in qualifying, he beat all these guys. If you go to the actual results of the race, he beat Sainz. I mean, you know, he also beat Perez and, and, and Stroll. He's beating guys in cars much faster than him, doing a really good job. Go back to the start of the year, everyone's like, oh, Pierre Gasly, biggest flop. Don't know what they're talking about. 
I said in my predictions. He's going to be great. I mean, Ocon has leapfrogged him now in the standings because of his fantastic result that we'll get on to. But Gasly is doing a grand job in that Alpine. He should be happy with himself. I'll give him an 8 out of 10. Esteban Ocon qualified third, finished the race in third. 10 out of 10 for Ocon. Not much more you can say there. I think Ocon may be the Lando Norris of this year where at the end of the season we go, oh, look. There was one guy who wasn't in the top teams who got a podium. Esteban Ocon. Esti Bestie on the podium again. Well done, Esteban. Now we go to Mercedes with their brand new car. Uh, I said it was going to be the worst weekend of the year. I was definitely wrong on that one, but still uh, not fantastic for the guys. I mean, George Russell qualified 8, finished the race in 5th, which on paper looks very good. But the thing was, he was in 3rd. He had the podium, and then he went off just before the hairpin. He came back onto the track, didn't look where he was going, and hit Checo. You know, it's it was very good until it wasn't. Um, so I've given him a 7 out of 10 for that, I think. I mean, 5th place for the Mercedes is where you would expect it to be, there or thereabouts. But with the mistakes he made, I can't really give him a, a score higher than that. I mean, you could say, oh, you gave Magnussen a score higher than that. But that was a strategy mistake. This was just a full-on driving mistake. And George Russell is another one of those guys who's supposed to be quite good in the wet. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, though, he qualified fifth, finished the race in fourth. And what I found shocking about this is fourth place in Monaco is his highest finishing position this decade. So from 2020 to now, this is his best finish in Monaco so far. So looking good for Lewis. And he has seemed really happy all weekends, which was good to see. I've also given him a seven, though. I thought he was pretty good, but like you didn't really see him do much. He was just kind of one of those guys who was just driving around and everyone else was losing their head. He was keeping his and he finished quite high up. So seven out of ten for him. Going across to Ferrari now, bad weekend Ferrari, not happy at all. Uh, Carlos Sainz qualified for, finished the race in 8th. I mean, you look at the start of that race, he's on Ocon. He's got him. He's just got him. Any moment now, he's going to get him and start going towards Alonso, but he just is impatient. He just doesn't wait. The moment would have come to him, but he tries to create it himself, locks it all up, loses part of his front wing which never gets replaced loses loads of speed from there i mean that must have really hit him when it started raining but yeah really just ruined his entire race at the start and then i think ferrari messed it up in the strategy anyway he finished the race in eighth i'm giving him a four out of ten just really not good enough there and across to charles leclerc qualified third but with just the most stupid impeding ever you're slowing down on the racing line in the tunnel he went down to 6th, and he was quite lucky not to not go down further, really. He finished the race in 6th. I've given him a 5 out of 10. Really, just qualifying was great, but he just didn't show anything in in um, in the race. And then, yes, that impeding thing was just so stupid, and just didn't, unneeded, and whatever. Let's move on to Red Bull, because in Red Bull, we have two very different stories. Sergio Perez qualified in 20th. Finished the race in 16th, and we have a first ever for the driver ratings here because Sergio Perez is getting a 0 out of 10 because that was one of the worst displays I have ever seen from a driver in a top team. I love Sergio. I think he's great. I really want him to do well. I'm always very happy for him when he does do well. This weekend was awful. Crashed it on the first corner in qualifying one. Then in the race was just nowhere. I mean, he hit Magnussen. He hit Stroll. 
he just didn't do anything. The move on Stroll was ridiculous. Then he claims that Stroll was pushing him off the track, which he obviously wasn't. He was just nowhere all weekend. One of the biggest weekends to forget in the history of Sergio Perez's career. Awful stuff. Zero out of ten. But his teammate, on the other hand, Max Verstappen, fantastic qualifying lap. Might be the that his qualifying lap might be the moment of the season so far to get pole position. Then he just ran away with it with his own little race in uh, P1. Led every single lap. I mean, the only thing that let him down this weekend is he didn't get fastest lap before the rain came. Otherwise, he would have had the Grand Slam. I mean, what else can you give that but a 10? Fantastic stuff. I know he was a bit slower than Alonso in, when it started raining, but he was already 20 seconds ahead. So why does it matter? 10 out of 10 for Max Verstappen. So when we look at it here, the driver of the day goes to either Max or Esteban. They both got 10 out of 10. And the worst driver... Sergio Perez, 0 out of 10. We will be back next weekend for the Spanish Grand Prix. We'll be here on Friday for the preview, Saturday for the qualifying reaction, then Sunday we'll have the reaction to the F1, F2 and F3. Then next Monday we'll be back again with the driver racing. So make sure you subscribe for all of that. I will see you then. Have a great week. See you later. Goodbye.